since I come here to Liverpool and to Anfield, I have drummed it into our players time and again that they are privileged to play for you. And if they didn't believe me, they believe me now. All right, number 20 of Canon Conversations podcast is uh, obviously going to be on the big topic that everyone is talking about right now, which is this European Super League. Um, Never thought I'd be doing a podcast on something like this when I started doing this. Um, The reason I do the... The reason... Let's talk about the reason why I do this, Matthew, right? Like, we've talked about it a few times. I absolutely love football to death. Worked, been in football all my life. Was fortunate enough to go and coach football for for eight years out in America, um, and I've come back and and there's an avenue now for people to work, be involved in football through this platform, which is podcasting. And I do it because I love football and I want to be involved in it somehow, shape or form, forever if I can be. And I never want to. Never want to do this and look for headline grabs or clickbait or anything like this. Um, but this is something that needs to be talked about because this is literally going to change the face of, of football and probably already has with the fact that, that it's even being discussed. Um, I've even got I've got a 10 for this. We need, we need to have a 10 for this one because <laughs> it is... Uh, it's absolutely incredible. Do you just do you just want me to go on, on my wee rant here and then we can just go from there? Yeah, go for it. Right, so first of all, Liverpool. I am embarrassed that we are one of the main clubs that is driving this forward. The beliefs, the principles of Liverpool go against everything that these owners are trying to do with this Super League. Absolutely everything. And I know football is not what it was. Football is not necessarily the working class man's sport as much as it was anymore. There's still that aspect there to it. I understand that. But these owners, FSG, have come in. They've had a lot of money. They, they've, they've helped us. We've won a Premier League title. Great. But now that the fact that they're going to do this, without speaking to any of the fans, mm. and clearly not understanding the values of what Liverpool are. We've won one Premier League in 30 years and they want to be able to start their own European Super League that we're always in every single season, regardless of where we finish. You can get fucked because right now we might not even qualify for the Champions League. You earn your right to get into these big European competitions. And again, I know it's changed from the days of when you won your league and then you, that was the only team that got in there and you went and competed. And I know the Champions League has come along and it's changed that to the top four. And I know change always happens. But from a Liverpool point of view, it's fucking ridiculous. So one Premier League title in 30 years. Struggling to qualify for the Champions League most of the time. That they have the arrogance to think that they can just say we're in this. Man United, as Gary Neville said last night on Sky Sports, along the same lines, huge traditional club. I don't want to see Man United do well. I want them to lose every game. I want them to lose every week. And as, as Man United fans do with Liverpool. But 
their culture, their history, Fergie, people like Fergie, Sir Matt Busby, all those guys, the history that that club has, for them to pull a move like this is shocking. And I tell you what, where have they been for the last seven years since Fergie's left? Fucking nowhere near the top. Nowhere near the fucking top. And that's the beauty of the game, by the way, is it goes in cycles, regardless of the money. The money does help. Teams can dominate that way. But Man United have had the money and they haven't dominated since Fergie left. So where have they been? Tottenham Hotspur. To say that they're one of the big six clubs, when the fuck was the last time they even won a trophy? I mean, and the fact that Daniel Levy wants his club to be one of the teams that can't be kicked out of it as well, ridiculous. Arsenal, absolute joke. Absolute joke. Again, huge English club, lots of tradition, all these teams are. But where the fuck have they been for the last 15 years? And they want the right to be able to just constantly play in the Super League every week. And I think that... When we have this chat about this, I know there's a lot about the money side and, and what the, the clubs want. And I kind of want to stay on the essence of what football is about and also the sporting side of things. The fact that any of these clubs think that they can just say we're in this all the time, regardless of how we do in our league, is fucking ridiculous. It's not even really football, is it? It's like going on like the whole with the ownership thing and that. And if you look at, you know, I know we've got an American owner and stuff like that, but we've been there and we've seen it and we've lived in the heart right of pure capitalism, which is, you know, America. We've been there and we've seen it and it's just pure money, isn't it? It's just mo- every, everything there. It's just money, money, money. That's all they care about. There's no, there doesn't seem to be a lot of values or anything like that. And like, I'm not, I'm actually not that surprised about it because like, the f- money in football right now is getting ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's getting absolutely ridiculous. I'm actually not that surprised, but I think it's an absolute shambles. It is. It's, you, let's touch on what you said there, because I was over there for eight years. You were there for, what, six? Yeah. And obviously I was involved in the club side of things more than you were. And, you know, a lot of people, that, a lot of people, the people, the, the few people that do listen to this are people we know. And, and again, thank you very much for that. Um, and know that obviously I've been out in America and what I did, and, and I've spoke to a lot of them about why I came home. And one big reason I fell out of love with doing what I did, and I've probably ended up moving back here, is because it became so money-orientated in the youth side of the game. It was all about, and, and, and I'm, if anyone listened to this, if the club I used to work for listened to this, or anyone that listens to this that I know that runs clubs out there, I'm sorry, I'm just speaking from a heart, and it's it's true, the last three years or so of when I was working at clubs out there just ripped the soul out of what was going on. It became about numbers. It became about recruitment. It became about partnering up with other clubs to almost create super clubs. It's not far different than what these guys are doing at the highest elite level. It was the same shit at a youth level. You, they want to have the control. They want to have all the players. And not only that, the biggest thing about this is and I absolutely loved Gary Neville calling these guys bottle jobs last night on Sky TV. Where the fuck are these owners? Where the fuck are they? Why are they not doing an interview, interviews about this shit? They're fucking faceless. They're a bunch of pussies. And it's a fucking joke. It is an absolute joke. And see with... I'm going so deep here, but see with everything with this social media and, and all this, and I obviously use social media to try and build are wanting to use social media to try and help build this. 
and and there's a lot of things that go along with social media but this culture we have now of this fake faceless people that feel like they can do what they want and post what they want and Liverpool's statement last night had a fucking quote from the Man United owner on it on the club's statement that went on the website a Man United owner was part of the club statement i mean what the fuck these guys clearly have absolutely no idea about the essence of the sport in this country from what i'm reading and hearing and reports are coming out again you don't know what's true or not is they can't they don't understand the concept of why we have relegation they don't get it they don't have that in the american sport and they just want sheer guarantees every year that they're going to be a big team playing all these big games and getting all this money. And I said this to you and the boys, and I'm sorry I'm kind of going off on one, but I said this to you and the boys last week in the text group. If this gets started, it won't be long before these games are being played in America in 100,000 college, college um, stadiums and in China and wherever. And all of a sudden, let's take our club, Liverpool, for example. Liverpool's not Liverpool anymore. You're not even fucking playing at Anfield. You're playing at Anfield once and again. I mean, that's where it is going to go, 100%, because... They want to maximize what they're getting out of it. And they're going to be able to get more money if they go do that. The timing's been horrific as well, eh? Like, see with it. Surely this whole COVID situation and clubs losing out on money and stuff, I reckon it's definitely... So they've obviously been working on it in the background, but I think because of COVID, I think they've really like been like, all right, let's put our foot down on this. I think that's why it's came out now. And I think it's why it came out so abruptly because like, there's no doubt, right? Clubs, these big clubs have lost out on a lot of money. Mm. A lot of money during this time. But the answer cannot be like, <laughs> fuck the club, fuck the fans, fuck the history. And yeah. Like, let's just, it, it, it can't be the answer. Surely not. It's, it's really disrespectful, it is. Do you think that they care about the history and the culture of the club? Because, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know, but I, I I just don't I just don't really think like they get it as much. They don't get it. Look, nah. we've been in we've been in America, and look, I never really, to, I never I never attempted to get into basketball or into American football or into ice ice hockey. I'll be honest with that, and I hope that anyone that listens to this that maybe knows me that it is living there that maybe was a parent of a kid I coached. I don't mean everybody here, but. The, the, the sport, it's a different culture. And, I, and I'm going to use this word, and this might be a bit harsh, but I'm emotional. There's a soulless feel to the sport there. It doesn't have the same feel that football does in Scotland, England, Europe, yeah. whatever you want to call it, South America. It doesn't have that, like regardless of what they want to say. American football doesn't have that. Basketball doesn't have that. There are loyal, passionate fans that will follow their teams to the end of the earth. I'm not debating that. But in terms of the essence of the soul of the spirit when you go to football games in the UK and in Europe, it doesn't touch it. Yeah, no, I think we need to be careful here because not all the kind of owners that decide to do this, it's not like they're all American. Which ones are? Is it Liverpool? Sorry, for the, what clubs? Yeah, like how, I know we're sitting here saying like, that, that you know, we're kind of like, putting a limelight on America here and the capitalism side of it and stuff, which maybe has a wee bit to do with it. But how many of the owners of the 12 so far are American? Is it Arsenal? Arsenal, Liverpool, and Man United are all American owners, are all American owners. Look, you're, you're right. Like, I, we're not, not trying to 
not trying to have a go at, at, at America or the Americans because you've got Juventus involved, you've got Real Madrid. Yeah, you've Perez. got also Perez, you've got the Real Madrid person who's, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. behind it and stuff. 100%. I think we're, we're more, you know, maybe coming at it a little bit emotionally from the fact that my club is there. Uh, the club that I support is... Yeah, is I think so. Which, which is fine. And, and, you know, it is what it is, but... I, no. I I I even think the cup. I even think like the concept of it is awful. Like this whole like like can you imagine just like kind of like playing Madrid and Barca and that like every few weeks or a couple of times in a month or whatever it would be like. Surely the novelty of it wears off. Like it has to. It has to, and it's. Just, I just think the con it's it's not exciting. Like, there's not a relegation or anything like that. Like, it's not the concept of it doesn't even like excite me. Like, forget the fact that they've totally like you know they're gonna be like oh like you know fuck the loyal fans and stuff like that. But the concept doesn't excite me. But like, see what I can't get my head around is like, do you think they're thinking? Obviously, so they're thinking the next like step and the next next growth that we can like hit in terms of revenue from a business point of view is going global. Right. Mm. And going global basically is this super league. Yeah. Cause you're now just basically asking because like working class people from Liverpool are not going to be able to jump on a plane and go to Madrid away once a month or whatever, whatever the situation is, it's not going to be. So they're obviously coming at it from a total global point of view and they're thinking if they can get Liverpool Real Madrid on a Tuesday night, that you know they'll be able to sell out whatever stadium in the Super League of that. I just don't. I just don't even think the concept of it is a good concept, and I don't think it works. By the way, and I don't think it'll go ahead. But I do. But the fact that they've even come out and done this, and I think it's it's really selfish, isn't it? Like really, really. <laughs> Really selfish, like everyone's raging as well. No wonder, man. The, the fact that the unanimous thought process amongst everybody is literally like this is a joke, yeah, shows you where it is. And by the way, right, they're obviously not happy with, with how the discussions have gone with the new format of the Champions League, right? With UEFA, and let's be clear, UEFA and FIFA aren't much better than these guys, these guys are doing the same as you as, as UEFA and FIFA, right? UEFA and FIFA are pissed off because. These guys are trying to go and start their own shit. And that will not help UEFA and FIFA. Not only that, it's the same with Sky. Because now, the European Super League, they'll be like, highest bidder gets to play our games, right? What if Sky don't get to do that? Sky now don't have Liverpool, Man United, Real Madrid, whatever it is, right? There's so many factors that go into it. And I don't know enough about about the politics and the inside situations of UEFA and FIFA and Sky. And to be honest with you, I don't really care because I just love the game. But they're not innocent. I mean, UEFA's handling of the of the racism incident the other day with, with Glenn Kamara was was shocking. Um, FIFA has been corrupt for a long time. I mean, the, the World Cup coming in Qatar and all the other World Cups were found to be corrupt biddings. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a hypocrisy coming from them, right? But, but at the same time, I'd still argue that at least the format they have keeps somewhat of the soul of football there whereas this new format completely takes the soul away and by the way discussing this with greg today let's not forget about sky they tried to charge us all 15 quid while we were stuck at home and the football came back on per game 
It's a good so, point. So, you know, I mean, they, they, they tried a little something and they backtracked it very quickly and they took it away, but they tried, they, they saw an opportunity for, for some extra funding here and they went for it. So, you know, it's, 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 it's bad against bad, really. And it's like, who, what's the, what's that saying? Better the devil, you know, sometimes, right? Uh huh. So I, I just, the, look, like I said, I don't really want to talk about the money. The thing that the thing that really gets to me is that these owners think that they have the right that they can say we have started this league, we can never be kicked out of it. We get to choose who comes in, and there's no sporting merit to that. Like I don't care if Liverpool are going to play Real Madrid because it's not going to mean anything because we're going to play them every year and we can't go out of that competition. We're always going to be in it. What? Why did? Why did they think that was going to work? So then if you finish 10th in the Prem, they're still allowed to play in the Super League. Like, come on. Yeah, I part, of, part of me does think that, like, there's going to be stuff later on that's going to come out about this. And they're up, they're, up, they're up to something, I think. They are up to something. And look, we also watched a lot of the talk sports stuff this morning with Simon Jordan. And I think it was quite good listening to him because he's owned clubs. So he knows how that side of things works and, and he gets his, gets that system. And it was really, really interesting to hear what he had to say about it all. And he's pretty adamant that A, it won't go through because there's so many hurdles, but B, which everyone is saying is they're using it, they're, they're, they're using it as a, as a negotiation tactic to get mm. more money from UEFA with this new setup. Now it becomes a point of if UEFA fold and FIFA fold and give them what they want, where does it stop? Because then they can just go and do whatever they want again. In now five they years, cards. Mm. Well, in five years' time, when the deal, when the deal, whenever whatever the deal is they sign is up for up for grabs again, they're going to do the same thing. Mm. Of course they are. I mean, the fact that like Woodward's resigned from his role at UEFA, the Juventus chairman who is the, who was the chairman for like the European Clubs Committee that basically oversees all the clubs in Europe. The fact that he's resigned and is going ahead with this is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It's mad, eh? If I just think about it, it's mad. I'd... Football's been getting ridiculous. Uh, money in football's been getting ridiculous away. Like, I really do think it's like a red flag. Right? I think we need to do something about it. Like, I know there's a whole, I know there's a whole inflation and stuff like that, and that all comes into it. But if you start to think about it, right, like. Players like Mbappe and Haaland and stuff coming through. Like, the money to now get these guys and hold on to these guys and stuff is ridiculous. You see that the agent is trying to make... Uh, Haaland's agent's trying to make him... What was it? The first... Uh, million, million pound a week player. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, so I, I think I think this should be like a, you know, a shock to the system for all people involved in football and stuff, it maybe has gotten a little bit out of hand. And, um, the, look, the, you're right, Matthew. The, remember, the Premier League, I, I don't I don't remember it, but obviously I've read about it, heard about it a lot today because we, we weren't even born when it happened. But this is how the Premier League started. Mm. Like, they came out and said, we have a new format that we think is going to be better. And ultimately, like Simon Jordan was saying today, they pushed the, all the other leagues to the side, right? Yeah. Like they don't, they don't care about the EFL as much as they, you know what I mean. They don't, they don't care about that. That was their plan. And to be honest with you, what was that? Nineteen ninety. So ten. What's that? Fucking 30, forty years later, 
the system that they almost started and set up has now actually come back to bite them. Yeah. I, yeah, it's definitely a money. And I think another situation that I thought about today when I was reading and listening to things is even when you look at money in football these days and these big owners now, you know, there's big owners from America, Saudi Arabia, wherever they're, wherever they're coming from. Even like if you look at something like a Champions League final now and like, if your club's in the Champions League final, you only get X amount of tickets because then the rest of it is like corporate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just another small example of how money-driven yeah. it's becoming. And we there needs to be something done. I don't even know where you start with that, but there definitely needs to be something done with it. Because it's gone too far now. <laughs> yeah, it's gone too far now. And... You know, I saw this morning that out of, you know, all these 12 founding members that are wanting to set up the Super League, it's been 17 years since one of them hasn't been in a Champions League final. So the really? last time the last time was Porto Monaco, mm. when Mourinho won it with Porto. Since then, at least one of these clubs that are breaking away have always been in the Champions League final. So, you know, you can say that it's not fair anyway, but, you know, that, that is also sport, right? Like, at least in the... But at least there's like at least you have to qualify for it. Like you have to you have to be in your league. You have to qualify for it. And in the Prem, it's difficult. Liverpool might not do it this year. And if Liverpool don't qualify for the Champions League this year, it will be absolute shit as a fan. We're gonna get loads of abuse. We're gonna have to watch them play in the Europa League. But that's sport. You don't deserve mm-hmm. to be in it. West Ham deserve to be in it if they get in it. Yeah. Liverpool don't deserve to be in it if you don't get in it. Yeah, that's, I understand. That's how it goes. That's how it goes, and it's um. What well, I just think that you know, the 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 big thing is they're missing they're missing what the essence of it is, and this is this is the last chance to try and keep some sort of soul in the game because mm. you know even the SPL, you know we've been home now for a year, and I know fans haven't been at games and stuff, but the SPL seems to have a bit more of a soul to it than the Prem does because there's not as much money. Now, the quality of the football, you could argue, is not as good because you don't have all the players. But at least there's still that, like, essence of, like, what it what, what it was, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, what was I going to say? Another thing that... I I think if, if, like, so... We'll see what happens in the next few days with this, or a few weeks or whatever, but, like... Yeah. See, it's going to hit the fan. Like, fans are not going to take this at all. No. Like, if... If they really are serious about this, and it is, then you know they're gonna try keep moving forward with it and stuff. Like it's gonna get messy as shit. Like, really, it's gonna get really, really messy. Like, like hunt. It's it's gonna get it's gonna get really, really messy. And I think you said to me this morning. You, you said a good point. I've been thinking about it, and I don't know what your what your actual thoughts were. But do you reckon they would have done this if there was fans in that in the stadium? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What I was gonna say. I don't think so. I think if 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 there was fans in the stadium at the games, I don't think they do it. They don't. There's no one in the, there's no one in the stadiums to protest it. The the fans aren't, you know, with COVID, you're not really supposed to go out in groups at all and protest it. So then, if they try and do that, they're going to get stopped by the police because the police are out there to stop people from having COVID spread. So they've looked at it and thought this is an opportunity where that side of it is taken away. Right, like they don't have to deal with that side of it. It, it. it amazes me, especially Liverpool, right? From our perspective, it just amazes me that there wasn't. Doesn't actually amaze me, to be honest. With you. I'm not shocked that there was no 
consideration to speak to fans about this. And if they want more of the pie from the Champions League and they want a different setup, that's fine. Things move on, things change. The Champions League hasn't always been there. It was the European Cup before. And who's to say in 30 years, the Champions League isn't changing to something else, right? But I agree with what you said earlier. This can't be what it goes to. This can't be what it goes to. If you want to change it, fine. Get in a room together and work it out. But you can't, you can't just say, we run this shit. You can't just do that. What do they want more from the Champions League? I don't really understand. They want more. They, this is my understanding of it. They obviously don't feel like Liverpool playing against, I don't know, Istanbul, Bakashur, who were in the Champions League last season, does any good for them from a revenue point of view of Liverpool. Right? They don't think that does any good. Why should they have to play them? They want to play all the top games because they think that that's what gets the most viewers, the most money, and they just think it's pointless playing those games and they want more money from it. Mm. They want more money from it. And and again, the big thing here is that they want it so they can never come out of it. Like, so it's not like they ever have to qualify for it. Like, Liverpool don't ever have to qualify for it. They're just in because they're Liverpool. Like, yeah. what? Who who, who says that you... Like, Aston Villa are a big club. Newcastle are a massive club. Yeah. Newcastle are a huge football club. There's clubs that are, are no longer in the Premier League that are massive clubs. And, and okay, maybe haven't been in the Premier League recently and winning league titles. Chelsea and City... Where, where were Man City 20 years ago? Nowhere. Probably in Division 1. And what? The owners now, because they've come and bought them and now they've got a bit of success, are like, we're going to go do this. Same with Chelsea. Ridiculous. Mm. Absolutely ridiculous. You can't well, just come in and do that. With the new Champions League setup, are they adding more teams to it? It's going from 32 to 36. The format's very similar to what the European Super League format's going to be. They're going to kind of do some group games and then like, not exactly sure. I've read a little bit, like four teams kind of progress on into knockout stages. So in terms of the setup, it looks relatively similar. But mm. the difference with the Super League is they are always in the Super League. So it doesn't mm. matter every year. Like Champions League, the teams still have to qualify for it, right? Whereas the Super League, you're just in it. So there's that format every year, but you're just in it. Almost guaranteed money, I guess guaranteed, guaranteed revenue every year for them. Every year, and like like I've already said, it won't stop here. They'll move. They'll do games in America. They'll do games in China. They'll do all that stuff. Of course they will, because it's going to get them more money. If you go to Stanford in California and you've got Real Madrid playing Barcelona and you get all the shirts up there and all the players are there and a 100,000-seater stadium, of course you're going to make a shit ton more money. Charge more money as well. But it's going to be interesting tonight. On Monday Night Football is going to be class with Neville and Carragher. Um, but it's going to be really interesting to see what someone like Jurgen Klopp says, who, you know, he, he he joined Liverpool based off of the principles of the club, of your Shanklades, of your Bob Paisleys, what the club stands for. Mm. And he didn't join Liverpool for this to happen. There's no way. I can't see him wanting to do it. I'm not saying he walks. I'm not even saying he maybe speaks out about it because I don't know what, like him and Pep and that can do right now. Speaking out about it probably isn't good right now. Maybe let it let it unfold a little bit, see what happens, because they'll probably get sacked. But there's no way if, if Liverpool owners go ahead with this. I can't see Jurgen Klopp wanting to be a part of it. 
you wouldn't think so, would you? Definitely, like, loves, I mean, obviously coming from Dortmund and Mainz and that, he knows that, like, what, like he knows, especially the connection he has with our fans, he knows that, that, that these football clubs are, they are basically ran by the fans and that's the main thing. And you're like, but you, you have to remember though, he isn't on, you know, he's an employee as well. And he's, he, he can't, I don't, I don't think he'll say much tonight. No, I don't think so. I think maybe wait. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's, I think he just, I think he just nicely avoids it and, you know, does the whole, I'm not focused on that right now. I'm just going to focus on the game that I have now against Leeds. And then is you know, the next game that's kind of, I, I don't think he speaks about it a lot, but, um, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what what they do say tonight on it. I mean, it doesn't sound like any of the managers have even been like told about it. It sounds like that everyone up was it. Eh? Every, yeah, everyone was everyone's just as shocked as each other. Like the only people that knew about it were, were the owners. Um, and shock. It's just it's just it's just dirty. Eh? Like it's just dirty on both sides. It's it's just it's not it's not good, man. Like, I, I moved. We, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but, you know, a big reason, again, of, of moving back here was the culture of football, being able to be around it and go back to games. I know we've had COVID and, and just, you know, everything everything that, that, that Scotland has to do with football was a huge factor in me moving home. And then they're, they're, they're wanting to do this and take away people's clubs. I mean, me and you support Liverpool. We love Liverpool. We watch every game. You know, we're, 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 we're diehard fans, but... You know, it means it means more to people that live there in that city and that pay every week to go to the games and, and travel to these away games. And you're taking that away from them. That is really poor. And everything they've said, as Gary Neville said, all that you'll never walk alone and stuff, that's all thrown out the window now. I mean, mm. I don't I don't want them to I don't care if they backtrack now. I personally don't really want them to be in charge of the club anymore. There's gonna be a lot of shit with these owners. That's what I'm saying. Shit's gonna hit the fan. Yeah. Surely, like it's 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 gonna be bad, but well, like it was it's a weird situation for us though because especially when we went and won the Premier League and the whole like, what you know, Klopp's connection with the owners and how the owners have invested so well with us and they've, you know, they were they were they were in they were in the good books they they, they were yeah, there was never a question about it. It's everything seems settled and now this is an absolute bombshell and there's already. Banners up at the fucking Anfield, being like, "Get the route on that! It's madness, man! It's gonna—I'm telling you—it's gonna explode. It's gonna—it's gonna massively explode. I mean, it—they just—they just keep repeating myself here, but they just don't—they clearly don't get it. They don't get uh-huh. it. They—they—they they, they have their—you know—they all have their their own ideas on what they want to do. And I, from a business point of view. I understand that they're looking at it going like, look, we lose money every year. We're business, we're business owners. We we're entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call it. We want to make a profit. I get that. But when you invest in football clubs, especially clubs like Liverpool and Manchester United, there's 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 more than it's there's more than just the money behind it. It didn't come from that. It came from, you know miners guys that are working in the mines and then getting to play football at the weekends and communities coming together and and that's the the history and the essence of it and these guys clearly don't care about that i mean man united fans have hated the glazers for years sir alex ferguson didn't really get along with them either Mm -hmm. so what does the sad thing is is what can the fans do though because they own the club so even if the fans protest they still own the club 
I don't know what you do. That's what. That's where it gets messy. I think. Yeah. I mean, the, the German. No, go on, go on. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that's where it gets really messy. Is like, do you reckon if like games were going on right now, do you reckon the fans just like wouldn't go to like any of the matches of that? Yeah, there would definitely be boycotts for for sure for, from from the clubs. Um, it's yeah, fa- fans fans wouldn't go. They would boycott it, and and maybe that would make it easier. But the fans can't be there right now. I mean, the fans the fans can't be there right now, which is which makes it a bit more cowardly, in my opinion. Like we said earlier, it's a lot more cowardly. And I don't know, man. Like, ah, how how much of it do you think is negotiation tactics with UEFA? Scare tactics. How much of it do you think it's legit? Like, it's. Uh, look, they've obviously been these club, the big clubs, uh, the, the, the call themselves the big clubs. Sorry, I, I, I'm not even going to use that phrase because there's plenty of big clubs out there that are not these names. The big these guys obviously want a restructured format that that they can get more money from. Fine. But they, they have, they have obviously decided that they don't like the way UEFA run things. They don't like the way FIFA run things, and they think that they can run it better to earn a profit for their club. So mm-hmm. I think it's fifty-fifty. I think they've all got together and been like, "Look, are you up for this? Like, if we have to go through with it, are we up for this? Do we have the plans in place?" They've obviously gone over all the rules, the legal things. They feel like somewhere they can get away with something, right? Or else they wouldn't go this far with it. Mm-hmm. So I think 50% of it is, well, if they kick us out anyway, we get our own way because we can just do our Super League. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. But then if they don't and UEFA backtrack and give them the money, then they've also won. Mm-hmm. So I think that they hold the cards. They hold the cards and and... You know, there's been a lot of podcasts about it. There's been a lot of things being said, Sky Sports using everything. But, you know, the, the the day that people like Abramovich came into the league, you know, Man City owners, even FSG bought the club, um, the, day that, the day that that started to happen, looking back at it, it's stupid to think that they wouldn't turn on, turn on all the values. Yeah, it's scary to think, isn't it? It really, really is. I just I don't know. It's it's really really disappointing. I mean, to 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 finish off on it, do you think that? Let's say it goes ahead. Let's say it's a shit show. Liverpool are fucking in the Super League. There's a big fallout. Will you still support Liverpool? Probably not, nah. I I'm not. I wouldn't either. I don't want to see Liverpool not have to compete for shit all the time. Like I saw. One of the Anfield rap boys saying that, like, the West Ham Newcastle game at the weekend, like, I was invested in that because that had an impact on Liverpool potentially getting in the Champions League. So that helps the Premier League too because that makes that game more interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So if all of a sudden Liverpool are guaranteed a European Super League, well, I don't really care how we do. If we, if we don't win the league, well, we're still going to. That's gonna what I'm be- saying. It's a stupid concept that. It's it's not it's it's not a good concept whatsoever, in terms of like it being a sport and of it's not. They want it's not they, an entertaining they, prospect. 
they they obviously see the clubs as like franchises, right? That's what they see it as. They see it as a franchise. And like you said, to be able to take it global, probably take them and play games around the world. And that's what they feel that is best for them. They, they, they By the way, just yeah. to be clear, they've also said that they think in the long, they've said in the long run, this setup will help the football pyramid. So if they're allowed to do it, they're saying they will trickle money down the football pyramid to help clubs. And they... They are they're adamant that in the long run this system is better than what UEFA have right now. Mm. But the reaction to everybody says that I don't think people want it. Nah. So fuck knows it's gonna be interesting. Um do you have anything else you want to say on it? Or do you want to just get on to Mourinho and wrap this up? Nah, nah, let's maybe wait a few more days or a week or so yeah. and uh see what more said, but with all the info we've got so far, I think. I think that's pretty much pretty much it. Yeah, and a few few emotional comments. Bad to get some things off off my chest. I don't don't mean any offense to to anyone or, or any any set of people about anything. But that's just genuinely how I feel about it. And and obviously this is day two of this, and my club is one of the big big clubs in it. So you know I I love Liverpool to death, and I love Liverpool because of the values and the principles. That's why I fell in love with them as a kid, and. It's just really, really it's heartbreaking to see that, that the people that own your club have even are a big driving force behind it or yeah, a big yeah. driving force behind it. It's a shame. Um, let's finish off quickly then. Uh, alongside this, Jose Mourinho has been sacked by Spurs. We said with AJ the other night, you know, he's probably not going to last. I expected him to get sacked at the end of the season, to be honest, regardless whether he won the cup on Sunday. But very weird timing with the announcement of this. They play the final on Sunday and they've sacked him. What the the stuff's got to come out. It was really strange. Now I know that I know that I think things were really going downhill at Spurs. And even if you look at the sitting seventh in the league and that, and I think it was coming. It yeah. was it was coming, but the timing of it, just with the um. Super League announcement and the cup. I think the cup. Even take that out of the equation. The cup final on Sunday. I can't remember. Has there been like a club that's like done that before? Like back in history. Like they've got I, like I, a, I doubt it. And I think more more things might come out about this. You never know. It it might not. But there is something a little. There's something a little weird going on there. Definitely. Um, I think. I think it was the inevitable though. Like it was slowly but surely going to happen. But yeah, I think before the cup final is a little harsh. Surely you give Mourinho a shot at trying to win that cup final. He's experienced. Now you've got someone like Ryan Mason coming in and taking the team over, and he's now he's never managed before, and he's and he's in a cup final against yeah. City. It's like, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they're thinking the players are done with it. Maybe, maybe the players. Maybe the players have maybe gone to Daniel Levy and said, "Look, like we this is turned sour. We want them done. We don't know." Yeah, no, we don't know. Some some stuff might come out. Maybe it's to do with the Super League stuff. No idea. Um, maybe they were thinking the players are absolute done and they need and they needing a re- rejuvenation. I I I've got no idea. I'm convinced that more stuff will come out about it. But I do think that Mourinho was struggling there. It was starting to explode like it did at United and it just mm. it was going downhill yeah and I, I think that 
in terms of a prem job, don't see him coming back to anyone. I mean, he's been at Chelsea, he's been at United, now Spurs. Obviously, he's not going to go to Liverpool or or City or that. So, I think that's him done in the prem. I mean, uh, got a CV. Someone's going to take a punt on him somewhere. Mate, you know, I'm, he, I'm being I'm being serious. I generally think Celtic might be the place for him next. Imagine that, mate. Let the let the let the English clubs go off and do their Super League thing. Get Mourinho at. At Glasgow Celtic, Mourinho, Stevie G, Scottish football is back. What do you can you see him at Celtic or not? Yeah, I I could see a world where that could happen. One hundred percent. Celtic's a Celtic's a massive massive club, and um, a huge I club. I can see it. You know, and uh, they're you know Rangers are on the up, and Celtic are certainly needing to change. I mean, you know, with regards to that, that the you know. No disrespect again, but the quality of the league isn't fantastic. Will Mourinho want that? Maybe he would, but I could, I could see him there. I could see a world where. Yeah, I've got a weird feeling that it might be. Yeah, something nah, like that. Absolutely. Well, look, I, I wanted I, to go on, come. So his last point on it, I think it was really. I was we listened to talks this morning. I think another really clever point was. There's always things that like happen at other clubs and stuff that could also trigger things like that. And I think they made a good point with the whole Bayern Munich situation just coming out. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about the Bayern Munich um, manager going to Tottenham and that. I maybe just mean about another club maybe trying to get a manager that they've possibly been lined up and they've maybe, yeah. you know, been thinking they wanted to get in. Something like that triggering and it happens so quick and also something like that can come out and happen. So that might, I think, have something to do with it, personally. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like they're they're talking about maybe like Nagelsmann that was supposed to maybe go to Bar. Maybe Daniel Levy's trying to get him in, you know, before he commits to Bar Munich or something. That that's a possibility, I think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you never know. You never know. But um, are the the chairman of UEFA speaking right now on Sky Sports? So so we'll go watch that. But I wanted to finish this off with a post I put up in 2016. I think it was. Maybe not long after he passed away. I can't remember exactly, but it was a quote from Sir Bobby Robson that I posted on my Insta. And I'll maybe repost it on the Canon Conversations one. But this is this is what he said. What is a club in any case? Not the buildings or the directors or the people who are paid to represent it. It's not the television contracts, get-out clauses, marketing departments or executive boxes. It's the noise, the passion, the feeling of belonging, the pride in your city. It's a small boy clambering up stadium steps for the very first time, gripping his father's hand, gaping at that hallowed stretch of turf beneath him, and without being able to do a thing about it, falling in love. Mm. That's it. We're finishing on that, Sir Bobby Robson. Drop, drop the mic. Fuck the Super League. Drop the mic. Fuck the Super League. Peace <laughs> out. <All right. laughs>